Buddy. Okay, before you open your trap, you're live on the air with Jesse and Gene. Hello, my friend. So I'm going to tell a little story here. How do we tell a story? And Barry, you just keep your mouth shut for half a minute. Oh, that's going to be probably impossible, but... Yeah. How do we tell stories here, Gene? Every story begins with... Once upon a time. Once upon a time, Jesse and Gene doing our morning show, Q107, minding our own business. I think I think we were getting ready to run the New York City Marathon. It was a promotion with Q107. Maybe it was the Toronto Wang Marathon. I can't really remember. But one of us or both of us were running a marathon back in the day. New we, York, we, I think. We get a phone call. Yeah. We're on the air. Mm-hmm. It's from the guy that's on the end of this line. His first name is Barry. We'll tell you who he is in a moment. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, are you a man or are you a pussy? <laughs> well, that's nice. And I said to myself, hmm, let me think about that for a moment. I like pussy. I like pussy, but and I'm a man. So I'm a pussy man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man pussy. So mm, Good eating there. Okay, shut the fuck up, <laughs> would you? So anyway, to make a long story short. Or longer. <laughs> this guy is uh, the national team captain for triathlon, and they train me, and I become a member of the Canadian team, and... 55 triathlons later, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I had the, I had the pleasure of doing a show at a New York on Sirius XM for many years called The Good Life with Jesse Dillon, where I interviewed luminaries and pop stars and rock stars. Yeah, I and, remember. It was good. And a lot of motivational type of people and gurus like Deepak Chopra, Anthony Robbins, Bob Proctor. There's no greater coach on this planet than somebody who actually walks the talk and talks the talk. Mm-hmm. And that man is Barry Shepley. Barry, welcome to the show. Thank you, boys. It's great to hear your voice, and I can't believe it's been uh, almost 30-plus years since you guys rocked it in Toronto. Well, Barry, every time you're on the show with us, I smell something, and it kind of smells like socks. You want to tell the story? (laughs) Well, this is uh, one of my all-time favorite Gene stories. So it was the year after Gene had successfully lost 35 pounds and ran New York and, and Inspired so many listeners that he decided he was going to run the Toronto Marathon. And it turned out to be a very cold, damp day. And so I knew there weren't going to be a lot of people out necessarily on that day. So I went out and I'm on St. Clair Avenue to cheer Gene on. And he comes by and his hands are freezing. It's probably about, uh, you know, three or four degrees Celsius and rain. And he is suffering out there. And he's like, can you get me some gloves? So I stop at three or four little tiny confectionery stores and hardware stores on St. Clair. I've got a bike. Can't find any gloves. So I take off the socks that I have on my feet, and I give them to him to put on his hands to keep his hands warm. So as the story goes, Gene's having some GI problems about another 10 kilometers later, and as he gets to the last five kilometers of the race, he's hitting the port johns and there's no toilet paper left in these places. So Dean does what a smart man would do. He uses my socks to wipe his rear end and leaves the socks in the porta john So Jesse calls me that night and says, look, poor Dean had some GI problems and uh, you know, had some problems and left your socks someplace on Church Avenue in a porta john So I call back in live the next morning and unbeknownst to Dean, I kind of go right into the, I've had these favorite good luck socks i wore them at my wedding i wore them at all my final exams i wore them at uh you know the day that my wife and i went off to buy our first house and uh you know i'm sure they're all sweaty no problem i'll pop over to the house after those done and pick up my tube socks knowing that these things are someplace in the bottom of a port of shitter in toronto so poor gene had no idea 
that these favorite socks were just a pair of socks I put on that morning. They weren't my favorite socks. But uh, he was a good sport and got through another marathon and was totally impressive. Well, that's not the worst of it. When we ran New York City, which you trained us for, and we took a bunch of listeners down there. Of course, we forgot him in the lobby the morning of the race, and that's another story. <laughs> that's a true story. We forgot uh, the listeners. <clears throat> anyway, they had to find their own way to Staten Island that's to start right. the race. Gene was drinking and selfish in those days, and <laughs> I was on glue. But anyway, to make a long story short, um, Gene shit himself uh, going over the bridge, and you no. had to and you had to use the your okay. fucking Nike tights. I didn't shit myself. Okay. <laughs> I could feel something gurgling in my stomach, so I stopped at a gas station. <laughs> and I went into the bathroom, and it was like, uh, remember the Beverly Hillbillies when the oil came up from the ground? That was kind of like my oh, rear yeah. end. And once again, no fucking toilet paper, so I had to take off my, uh, my long uh, pants and wipe my ass with my fucking pants. So there's something about me and marathons and shitting and not, no toilet paper. And, and, for, and for the rest of the 24.2 miles of the race, no one was around Gene. That's right. Oh, my God. Run. The shitter's full here. Something well, smells bad. Well, the good news is I did complete them, so. Oh, that's the good news. That's, that's the good news. It's easy to get access to the water station, Gene, when you're coming through smelling like poo. Everybody gives you about 10 meter, uh, so. You can get to those Gatorade cups a lot easier along the way. Well, Barry, after all these years, I have a surprise for you. That morning, I went back and I got the socks and I put them in a plastic bag and I still have them with me and I'll FedEx them to you. They're kind of uh, stained and have a lot of mole and penicillin growing on them, but uh, I do have your shitty socks and you're going to be getting them. Canada Post coming up next week, buddy. That would be a highlight. That would be a highlight. You you guys have been so spectacular over the years. I mean, the... The number of people that I run into, you know, uh, as you guys recall, I got engaged on your morning show, and I run into people even the last five years who happened to be driving to work one morning and, and heard you two helping uh, me get engaged and then eventually try to talk Karen out of actually saying yes by the end of the uh, phone call. So I wasn't quite sure if I was engaged or not when it ended. Barry Shepley, Canada's national triathlon team coach back in the 90s. Barry Shepley. Uh, took Simon Whitfield to the Olympics, where in the very first inaugural triathlon debut in the Olympics in 2000, Simon won gold. Barry Shepley has gone on to coach so many great athletes, Lawrence, uh, Lionel Saunders, uh, Lisa Bentley. I used to run track with the national team uh, Tuesday nights at York University while Gene was out pounding cheerleaders. Um, it was all so great back, back in those days. What went wrong? Where did we fuck up so badly? I don't know. But Barry, I understand you have a new crayon book coming out now where you can color things in. Is, is that right? It has been uh, four decades kind of of stories that, and you guys uh, are celebrated in a, in a number of places uh, within the book. And we just told two of the Jesse and Jean stories between my, engagement on your show and the uh the sad jean uh tube socks at the marathon but it, it, it's been a wonderful memory looking back and after all these years i'll finish doing a talk someplace and somebody wants a bit more information how did that story unfold where did it come from how did you guys get started at personal best and you know what was sheldon's role the important role that he's played in all these decades of the success of our company and many of the athletes that we collectively worked on so the pandemic gave me the perfect opportunity. I had uh, three different times when I traveled to the U.S. and then had to do my part by spending two weeks in the basement. Karen would put a 
bowl of food at the top of the stairs twice a day, and I had uh, 16 hours a day to, to write. So over six weeks, I wrote the book and uh, had a wonderful person help in the editing, and it's finally seen its way to the world, which is both a nervous and exciting opportunity at the same time. So it, it's not uh, just about triathlon, and it's not just about uh, insane uh, DJs in the morning who uh, inspire people, but they're you know, there's a 70-year-old guy I worked with who had cancer, and we set a five-year goal, and he set the fastest time ever done uh, on the new course at the Hawaii Ironman to win the Hawaii Ironman as a 70-year-old, as a post-cancer survivor. Uh, you know, another guy who came to Canada uh, and wanted to help do some stuff because he saw immigrants who weren't taking swimming because they were new to Canada. They really didn't have swimming as a culture. And there had been a family of three, tragically, in Toronto, where the nine-year-old boy fell into the condo pool. The 11-year-old brother tried to help him, and the, the mother tried to help them. And all three amazingly, horrifically, passed away in a condo swimming pool just because they couldn't do swimming, uh, basic swimming skills. So he swam across Lake Ontario, 52 kilometers, the famous Maryland Bell swim, and we helped him raise money. Uh, for swim lessons for new immigrants uh, into the country. So it's filled with all these kinds of incredible stories of real people, you know, real people with real problems and real jobs and, and setbacks and challenges. And the way that Sheldon and I and Karen have been able to interact our lives to help these people uh, and just so inspiring. I mean, every single day, you know, when you're able to do what we've been doing for 30 plus years uh, and to just see the smiles on people's faces who didn't think they could get to the end of a 5K or do a triathlon or get to the Ironman or start their new business or whatever the case may be. So it, it, it was really a fun time to do it and to reflect. And in the process of researching it, following back up with people like yourself, you know, to see where you're at in your life and, and to know all these cool things that you're doing in different parts of the country, but still inspiring people. So I was more inspired when the book ended, uh, and now it's the time to try to, you know, get it out there and hopefully have people have some fun summer reads. And then some incredible people have come along, like Andre DeGrasse, the great 100-meter runner, and Christine Sinclair, the spectacular soccer player, and uh, Simon Whitfield and others who've donated things like spikes and soccer jerseys and pictures that if you buy the book before the 29th of July... Uh, you can win Andre DeGrasse's signed spikes or Christine Sinclair's jersey. So to have great athletes like that who've uh, said, look, we believe in what you've done all these years, and this is a little thank you for 35 years of coaching, uh, is, was, is quite an honor. So it's been a fun time, and it's going to be a, a busy next couple of uh, weeks of just trying to now get the book into people's hands. A couple of words you used struck a chord with me, swimming and immigrants. I think there's something there, although it's probably been done. Chasing Greatness is the name of the book by Barry Shepley. It's available now, Balboa Press. Um, I can't think of a greater coach who walks the talk, talks the walk, uh, than Barry Shepley. And Chasing Greatness is what we all aspire to be. And I know, Barry, that you and Karen are facing a significant challenge. I know this is probably the biggest challenge you guys are going to face, and Godspeed that you overcome it. There's no better person to be at the wheel of that car than you. So congrats on the book, Gene. Well, you know what? Uh, you have me feeling sentimental, and I hear about all these gifts that people are giving you. Uh, you know, if you buy the book by a certain time. So, Barry, I had Indian food last night. 
I'm going to go home, <laughs> going to buy a pair of socks, going to wipe my ass with them, and I'm going to send them on in for a prize when people purchase your book. How's that? What an, what an amazing thing. It, it is, uh, you guys are incredible. I mean, Amazon right now has got the books popping out, so I know that people have been getting into their homes, and we've had calls already from Australia and New Zealand and the UK and, and right across you know, Canada. So between Amazon or Balboa, and uh, we're working hard now to try to get into some of the major bookstores that you know, but when you're a peon like myself, not some big fancy, you know, writer like Jesse when his book was all over North America and every bookstore. So uh, I'm, I'm plugging away in the way that we always do things. But if people are interested, they can check it out at chasinggreatness.ca, our website, or go to any of those locations that sell books online. And, and uh, I will not necessarily advertise that a pair of Jesse and Jean uh, underwear and socks are going to be a part of the gift package, but uh, I appreciate the sentiment anyway, boy. One of the chapters that didn't make it into the book. Remember the great sports announcer, Jim McKay? Mm -hmm. He was the guy that did the thing, the agony of defeat, the yeah. thrill of victory. The, yeah, he was here doing the helicopter off the big jump. The guy in Munich in the Olympics. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Um, and why wouldn't you remember something as positive as that to associate <laughs> Jim McKay's? You always... Always have a way of bringing... No, but he was the host for that. Shut your he was trap. the narrator of that. But there's a chapter that didn't make it into Chasing Greatness with Barry Shepley, with books available everywhere now. You should buy it. It's an incredible read. It was that Barry Shepley got... Remember the Timex wristwatches? Mm, yeah. Jim McKay was the announcer? Right. It takes a lick and keeps on ticking? That's right. They'd like strap it to a bulldozer, right. blow it up with dynamite. Yeah. They, Barry got the gig one day. Mm -hmm. They strapped the watch to his mouth, yeah. and it fucking... <laughs> In pieces. Barry will just talk forever. So, Barry, from the bottoms of our hearts, which, which are, are deep inside deep our bodies. Inside your belly. Shut up, stupid. Would, would you please? please? You guys are awesome. Keep doing the magic you're doing, boys. And thanks for the little plug. Uh, it, it, it's really meaningful. And I hope you guys have a fantastic summer. Thank you, Barry. Thanks, Bear.